Good morning. Good morning. How are you? This is Brenda Shoshana returning with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, Every Moment Life. <laughs> and here I am back again today. And thank you, by the way, for so many wonderful emails I've been receiving. I really love hearing from you. So keep them coming. My, uh, my email address is toptopspeaker at yahoo.com if you have any questions or comments or anything else. So we have a very interesting title for our episode for today. And I really feel that this topic and this subject goes right to the heart of our lives and our practices. Here it is. The title is Pick up your coat from the floor and put it where it belongs. That is Zen, period. <laughs> very direct, very simple, very practical, and very difficult. Isn't it interesting? It's difficult because it's so simple. It's right in front of us every single moment. Pick up your coat from the floor and put it where it belongs. Hmm. Well, what's so hard about that? How is that a spiritual practice? It sounds kind of silly in a way. No, 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 not silly at all. First of all, we don't even notice that our things are scattered everywhere. Not only is our mind scattered everywhere, but everything we have. Are they in the right place? Are they serving us? Are we serving them? big question here. Are we serving them? So to stop a moment to pick, first of all, to see, oh my goodness, my coat is on the floor. It doesn't belong on the floor. Just tossed it away. Something precious in my life I just tossed away. Didn't pay much attention to it. Didn't take care of it. Well, it's only a coat. It's only a shoe. <laughs> It's only a father, it's only a mother, it's only a sister, it's only a relationship, it's only, eh, what is it? What is it? Pick it up. Not only pick up your coat from the floor and put it where it belongs, pick up whatever is scattered, is lost, including people. Pick up a person from the floor, from the bottom of their life, and put them where they belong so complicated and so not complicated but intricate this wonderful saying you know in Zen practice we sit 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 on the cushion and that's a very beautiful and wonderful part and an important part crucial part but it's only a part of what we do and why do we sit there this can become very easily distorted very much so well, I sit there to feel calm. I sit there to f be focused. I sit there to become enlightened. That's a very common aim or goal or response that we want something from this practice. We want to change ourselves. So we sit there <laughs> and we practice. And of course, sometimes we have incredible, wonderful, beautiful experiences. We have what seem to be breakthroughs seem to be, I say, openings, moments of a lot of love, moments of a lot of kindness, moments of oneness, moments 
You hear that noise? It's a storm coming along. I'm going to open the door. Wait a minute. Lots of winds today, and somehow the wind blew through the window, and the door began to bang. Beautiful Zen moment. I just went, opened up the door, put the door where it belongs. Put whatever, take care of what is needed at each moment. So let's go back to this practice. We're sitting so that we can be more clear, we can be more compassionate. We want to be something more or better than we are. We want to grow, we want to improve. Although it's very important to understand that Zen practice is not a self-improvement project. That's a big mistake. A big mistake. And we're always measuring, Am I did I have a good sitting? Am I a better person? <clears throat> Am I kinder? Am I wiser? Always measuring, measuring. That's not this practice at all. Not at all. So, you know, it's very easy to merge our sitting with many different kinds of thoughts and ideas and practices. But why do we even sit there? Sit there. It can become, unfortunately, a very self-absorbed practice, self-involved. That's one of the dangers. There are many dangers. There are many beauties. That's one of the dangers, very self-absorbed. Well, am I feeling better? Am I getting what I need? Am I, am I a good, as good a practitioner as someone else? In some Zen centers, there's the senior students, the ones with all different colored robes, all different colored everything. So it's like a game of life itself. Who's up, who's down, who's good, who's bad, on and on. This can lead to tremendous self-absorption, narcissism. It can. Not always, but oftentimes it does. So this beautiful saying comes to interfere with that danger. It says, pick up your coat from the floor. Zen really isn't about you at all. No, 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 no. That's a big mistake. It's not about you. It's not about getting to be better or more enlightened or anything like that. Just the way you are. No excuses. There's no reason not to right now, just the way you are, bend over and pick up your coat from the floor. You know, we say to ourselves, well, when I'm more enlightened, I'll do this. Or when I feel better about myself, I'll do that. Procrastination, delay, all these many, many, many reasons not to take the appropriate, necessary action to bend over and pick up the coat from the floor. This is a metaphor, but it's way beyond a metaphor. Because actually we think that the practice is the time we spend sitting on the cushion. No, 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 and that's wrong. The practice is bending over and picking up the coat carefully from the floor, mindfully, respectfully, lovingly, Sitting on the cushion only awakens us so we can see the coats even there and how to and what to do with it. But whether or not we're sitting, 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 there's the coat and we can always bend over and pick it up from the floor. So in Roshi said, for him, Zen, one, of course he sat all the time too, but nevertheless he said, 
if you really want to practice when you wash a pot, when you wash your dishes and then you wash a pot, make sure you wash that pot till there's not even a tiny speck left in the pot. Not even a tiny speck left. Take such good care of that pot, of the dishes. Really wash it. It's a way of saying actually wholehearted. It's a way of saying really love it. Really take care of it. Don't just go through the motions. And you know, that's what we do with so much of our life. We kind of go through the motions. Oh, I'll wash the dishes. Let me get through this so I can quickly get through washing the dishes so I can go on to the next activity, which is really important, like sitting or like writing something or whatever we think is really important. We think something else other than what we're doing right now is really important, really practice. Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> this wonderful saying says, no, no, no. Pick, picking up our coat from the floor. And let's take the second part of it. Putting it where it belongs. That's so important. That's so beautiful. That's so interesting. You know, we throw things around, including ourselves, including our life. We throw it around. We go here, we go there. We put ourselves in this relationship. We put ourselves in that job, in this community, in that community. We don't really know where we belong. Isn't that interesting? Where we will thrive, where our gifts can be most utilized and appreciated. So when, we, when it says put it where it belongs, you need to know what it is. What is this coat? Actually, that's a koan. What is it? And where does it belong? Does, well, obviously, we might say, well, it belongs in the closet. Yes, exactly. On one level, of, of course, you take it to the closet. You hang it up carefully. You put it with the other coats. You wouldn't put it with the dresses. You wouldn't put it with the summer skirts. It's a coat. In the same way, we need to look at everything in our life. Where does it belong? What is it? What does it need? What does that coat need or that person need to thrive, to be planted in soil that will nourish them? All of that is in this little statement. Isn't it something? And what do you need? Where do you belong? Where do you belong? What do you need to thrive and nourish you? And in Zen, I think the biggest response is not to figure that out or to sit, sit, sit alone, but this wonderful action of taking care of the world you live in. Of course, this refers not only to a coat, but to a person, to a friend, to a family member, even to a stranger, even to a stranger. We see so many strangers these days sitting on the streets homeless confused now of course we can't pick everyone up literally but one person contains the whole world we can take this state of mind with us so many times if we are really awake and open we will hear a person tell us what it is they need and where they belong, how they need to be picked up. 
But if we're completely absorbed with ourselves and our own, my needs and my practice and my sitting and my requirements, what are my needs, my requirements, on oh, on and on, me, 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 my, 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 my. Oh, I can't possibly do that. I'm way too old. And of course, all the excuses and the filters that prevent us from really listening and being with whatever comes, not the coat we might see on the floor, we might see many other things. And knowing what they need is the practice of Zen. And not only hearing it, but attending to it, picking, taking action, a simple direct action that the moment it requires or the person needs. People will tell you what they actually do need, how to pick them up from the floor. They may not know where they belong, and you may not know that. That's a whole other section of the koan and of the statement. But once you start taking the first step, the next steps usually just come along by themselves very clearly. You know, the actual act of doing that is the practice of Zen. So, you know, it's quite a different practice than we might have thought or imagined. The practice of knowing, of hearing of re, uh, what, what is needed, of realizing something's been thrown away, it's on the floor, doesn't belong there. Not just an object, part of your life, part of someone else's life, a friend, a relative, a person. There is a beautiful saying by Uchiyama Roshi, which is, <clears throat> caring for things makes the whole world come alive. Caring for things, taking care of things. And really that's what this practice is about. It's learning what it means to care for things and for yourself and for another. How interesting that is. We think, of course, we know. We think we know how to take care of life, of the world, of each other. But most of the time, we're not even thinking of doing that. We're thinking, what do I want? What do I need? How enlightened am I going to be? And then I'll have attained some great purpose in life. But that's not, actually, that's not the Zen way. It's not the Zen practice. The practice is caring for things makes the whole world come alive. When we sit and we receive our meal on the cushion, we really take care of the bowls that we eat from. After we finish eating, there's water pulled, poured into them. We very carefully and mindfully wash them. We recognize the bowl as a bowl. We, we thank it. We're aware of it. We interact with it. We don't say, oh, this is just a bowl, throw it to the side. We, 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 we appreciate it too. Mm. Of course, when we really begin that incredible practice of genuinely caring for whatever is in our world, then we begin to really appreciate it. We recognize it for what it is and for what it's giving us, for what it's Mostly we don't really recognize all how much we're being given, all the gifts. The bowl is feeding us, helping us take our food. The coat is keeping us warm. 
And what about people? We throw them away as well. So I want to offer this beautiful saying, this beautiful teaching. And as I always give little exercises so we can integrate the material with our lives, this is a very clear one. Take a look. What have you thrown on the floor? Or what is just lying? Maybe you didn't throw it there, but maybe it's just lying on the floor, not where it belongs. Needs attention. Needs care. Very direct, simple act. Pick it up. Take care of it. Put it where it belongs. Give it moment of your time. Find out where it belongs. Interacting in a loving, caring, wholehearted way with the entire world. I'm not better than the bowl. It's all, oh, what do I need this bowl for? You know, the bowl. I just ate my food. The bowl doesn't matter. No, no, no. In real Zen practice, everything matters. The bowl matters. Take care of the bowl. <laughs> Take care of the teacup. Be with it. See what it really is. See what its function really is. You know, there's a beautiful koan, which is, uh, maybe we'll do that one next time. The, the teacher holds up a teacup and says, what is this? Whoa, that's a huge koan. If we just jump quickly and say a teacup, he just rings the bell. Keep practicing. You have a long way to go. So anyway, what is this? it up and you'll find out okay thank you so much for today for listening it's a pleasure to be with you um i'm going to be offering my spiritual counseling course online starting november 5th there's still room if you want to get a seat it's going to be three um tuesday evenings for an hour and a half on zoom i'm trying to learn zoom now <laughs> take care of zoom so let me know if you're interested and I really wish you all a beautiful day. Our, our website is zenwisdomtoday.com. All our other podcasts are there. You just scroll down to the bottom of the page and all the podcasts are there for your enjoyment. And I do hope that you enjoy them and that you have a great, great day. And we see you next week. Bye-bye.